Yo, 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 hey, hey, not ready for this. Hey, hey. I yeah. can't even focus that music hitting hard, man. <laughs> just dance the whole podcast. Here we Dapper go. and dance yeah, welcome, today. Welcome. Can y'all see us dance through a podcast? Come though? on. They can. Okay. They can. Find out. Hey, but just welcome. Just imagine it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but welcome to the Whiskey Conversation Podcast, episode two. Woo! Hey, hey, hey. What's hey. up, fellas, fellas? It's the second what one for the do? first time, y'all, if y'all didn't know. Te- definitely. Technically definitely. the fifth. Man, we've been <laughs> we've been at this for a minute, huh? Yeah. Bro, it feels when, like it's official now. It's official now. When do we do our photo shoot in April? Doesn't matter. Doesn't okay. Matter. We won't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. We, Sips drink. Yeah, that's bad stuff. But as we start, as we always start with the toast, fellas. Hey, hey, hey. Toasty. To uh what are we toasted to? So good whiskey conversation. There to you life. go, buddy. To life. Good whiskey, good whiskey conversation. conversation. Hey, hey, that's hey, it right hey. there. Hey. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, everybody. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Whiskey Conversation Podcast. We sip whiskey while we chat. You know what I'm saying? We are five rakish, rakish, manish, mm. look it up, debonair gentlemen Ooh. who sip whiskey. Young man, Ooh. smoke Ooh. cigars sometimes, and Man. we Man. sit and we have barbershop talk. You know what I'm saying? So uh, today. Oh, ready for this topic? I put your seatbelts on, ladies Wait, and gentlemen. We, we got one that is very. I feel like higher? Calvin gonna be real ignorant on this. Oh, episode. oh I'm Calvin. It's <laughs> gonna be real. Do we expect anything less? I almost didn't want to tell y'all because I think Calvin probably has had stuff brewing all day in his mind. All day, to say. You just released the topic. It's like been a long day. We're got actually. I no, actually, but I'm just saying. I, that's two minutes too early for Calvin. <laughs> it is. Hey, but. Today, fellas, listen, we've got to touch on the situation going on with the NFL. Mm, mm, mm. Dun, dun, dun. It is a must. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the nil or not nil rule or mandate that has been passed down to the players. Temporary suspended. NFL, temporarily suspended, fine, whatever it is. No, it's actually temporarily suspended. Really? Yeah. They changed it? Well, it's been temporarily suspended since July. Oh, the rule has. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I some progress, but we're going to still talk about it anyway. Okay, oh, got I got like the that music. In the background. Oh, come on. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Listen okay. here, y'all. When we started out, right, we was outside hot and sweating on Boys, the rooftop. Boy, we got AC. Thank you, guys. Then we went to uh, we went to a nice cigar lounge, uh, and it wasn't their fault. So shout, shout out, out to, to Cigar Art. Art. Exactly. Yeah. Bishop shout Art District. Great, great yeah. place in the Bishop Arts District. We're going to we, visit again. We enjoyed the cigars, yes, but indeed. we uh, we had some technical difficulties. So this is actually... Some? Well, this is like our thirtieth episode, but y'all only hearing two. But anyway, we're in the live <laughs> studio. Live. <laughs> we're in the live studio. Live, live. And listen, we if you the, the reason you hear the excitement is because we didn't came up a little bit, y'all. Mama, so we, we done went up, up bit. We, we done upgraded. We done came up. We happy. Our, our engineer over there is the man. He, Shout out, James. He hear what we Shout talking about. He cute that music on. Boy, perfect. Boy, you good. Boy, that boy good. That boy good. That boy is good. But anyway, we're going to hop into this topic, fellas. Uh, <sighs> Calvin, I'm going to go to you last, bro, because I know you're going to give us uh, um, the longest... The longest I, essay. And, I, I'm, and, I'm very, I'm very acute. No, saving I'm the best acute. for last. Calm gonna, down. I'm a, I guess I'll jump it off. So, for me, I am a huge football fan. I played football all my life up until high school. Had an opportunity to play in college. Tore my knee, but we—that's another story. We ain't gonna talk about that. No, I'm mm. Still a little sad about that. But anyway, um, I am a diehard. Mm-mm. 
Yeah. Brace yourself, guys. Cowboys fans. Woo! You mm-hmm. said it. You Disappointing said it. after last season. Oh, is and blue? Blue? and blue? let me tell you, it has been very tough to be one, a black man in America. Hmm. Fact. Speak on it. And to be a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Good. To Hard still say I'm a Cowboys fan. Something I've loved. Our team I've loved all my life have rooted for, even in the three straight five and eleven seasons. Terrible, mediocre years. football. I was Terrible there for the years. for the nineties. Yeah, still mediocre. I was there for the. <laughs> listen here, hey, hey, watch your mouth. I was there for the nineties when no. we won the Super Bowl, and I was there <laughs> the for one time. The, no, we won three. Correct yourself. Three of them. Oh, three Correct of them. yourself. Sorry, would have been four straight if Jimmy wouldn't have left. But anyway, whose I, fault is that? Hush. I've been there Man, through the good and the bad your bros times. Was your bros. Hey, I know they leave you, but <laughs> it has been very tough to be a fan now. And because of some of the comments that our owner, the owner of the Cowboys, has made now, while he is a very amazing and great businessman, mm-hmm. the best. Arguably, definitely one of the best businessmen, one of the best salesmen that you would you've mm. probably ever seen, witnessed. Yeah. Uh, race relations is not there, and he hits. The, just so happened to hit the race that I am, mm-hmm. and so it's tough to it's tough to even watch football. And then it's too it's, political now. Exactly. And it's tough to even sure be a Cowboys fan. But I, I want to hear from y'all. Calvin, we're going to save you last because I know you over there brewing. I ain't even looked at you. And He's I waiting. know you over there brewing. But y'all chime in, man. How do y'all feel about the things, the nil or no nil Listen. rule? And and we have all of us are uh, black with the exception of one with Austin. But I Austin couldn't be more brother than, you know what I mean? Right. I appreciate and, that. And, uh, you haven't seen me dance yet, so don't. <laughs> just, no. Well, we're going to hold that judgment then. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, Austin is a Christian man, so I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear what what he has to say. But I I, I just want to hear how you fellas feel about the Neil and No Neil rule. I'll speak on it. I will definitely speak on it. First and foremost, this is when I lost respect for Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. I said it right here. You heard it here first. This is when I lost respect for Jerry Jones. Um, last season, Jerry Jones, in an effort to stand as a unified front on the field, Fact. kneeled with all of his players. Fact. Yeah, like, so not, not just the players nah. kneeled, not just the black players, not just well. the white players. They literally locked arms, and Jerry Jones himself mm-hmm. took the field mm-hmm. and kneeled with the players, right? Mm-hmm. In a unified effort. After the game, President Trump called Jerry Jones, and the next game, Jerry Jones said, anyone that kneels from now on will be suspended. Whoa, 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 whoa. So at first, you were, you know, all about being unified. You was for the cause. You was for the culture. But as soon as you talk to Trump, you switch sides. I don't know if I can respect that. I don't. I don't. Now, now, will I still watch the Cowboys this season? I probably will because I love football. It seems, but, it does seem like yeah, a confusing double standard. But, but did I lose respect for Jerry Jones after he made that move? I definitely did. I did. 
And I think that's a strong issue, too, the fact that you support your players, which is a predominantly African-American black team or a minority team. African-American league. 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 Absolutely. The entire league. Dominantly. Like, arguably. Not even arguably. That's just. That's facts. That's just, yeah, true facts. But the fact that you hold, literally, you lock arms with them one year. Excuse me. One One day. One week. One week. One minute. One week. And then all of a sudden you you flip you go 180. Yep. But the fact that you support your team wholeheartedly and on the field in the press box in the in the locker room uh, away from the field training camp you know behind the business when it comes to the money when it comes to the contracts and then when it comes to their rights you get afraid. Hmm. That's not a good look, Jerry. Like you support your men wholeheartedly up to the 99th yard line. And then as soon as they cross the goal, you don't call plays? When it matters. When it matters? It's not a good look, Jerry. that's my only sports, you know, kind of reference that I have. But I feel like that was a pretty good one. (laughs) That boy been saved. Boy, I wrote that one in my pocket. (laughs) But it's the fact that you go the distance except for when it truly counts. Mm. It's fourth and literally one with Mm. one second left. Mm. And you leave your team high and dry when it comes to their rights. Not a good look, Mr. Jerry. Like, that's, that's, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. But it's an even harder pill to say that you don't support the men that you pay. Mm. You don't support those who take care of you and make sure that you stay seated at the top. Hmm. You don't support those who play week in and week out, go through many injuries, go through many hours of camp, you. leave their families on Sabbath days in a sense yeah. to play for you. <clears throat> but yet when it comes to kneeling for three minutes, you won't allow it. And at one point, if I'm not mistaken, he also said it was, it was okay to do such things in a locker room. And then he also took the took the uh, the ban from that. Hmm. You could be you can have freedom of speech in a locker room, but when we go on that field, we play as a team. We're a team, whether we're on the field or not. We respect the Cowboys organization, as should any organization and any player. So why can't they be? Why can't they have freedom of speech in the locker room, out the locker room, just as they're out on the field, just as they're out of the stadium? In their family's lives. That's an American homes. right. Yep. That's a right. And you're going to take that away from them because you give them a good check. <sighs> we'll talk about that. Talk, yeah. We'll I, talk I, about I, it. I'm done for a minute. I definitely got something to say about that. So We'll talk about uh, it. Uh, let me. Plan for the man. Austin, look, that boy, Calvin, is brewing. I can see this man's He's face. ready to explode. Oh, wait, you can't. We got a podcast now. That boy ah. is brewing. And we're recording, so we will be on YouTube. Ooh. I can't wait for y'all Man. to see Calvin's face, boy. Because that boy's face been turning up this whole time. It's but almost broke. Calvin, you got to go last, bro. Drink your drink. Drink your Austin. drink. <laughs> okay, so and, 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 I do... Hold on, real quick, real quick. I'm, I'm interested, and not to single you out because you're a different race than us, but I am interested. You can interested. say I'm white. I'm not offended by that. It's okay. We, we're diverse. They know you're white. They hear the whiteness in your voice. They hear it, yeah. <laughs> they hear it over the air. I'm joking. I'm my brother. <laughs> I'm, see, that even sounds sound like the white. KFC man, Colonel. <laughs> my brother. Let us get down my and boogie, brother. son. But, but no, you can change it up. That's what I'm, I appreciate about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, so go ahead, sir. All right, so I need to say a disclaimer here, okay? So I am a <clears> massive... Cowboys hater. I, they are by far... Okay. Uh, yeah, they are the 33rd team Austin, on my list. James, can you mute his mic? Austin will not be with us next week. I just have to say that, okay? On the next podcast. Okay, so got that out of the way. So, so y'all here's, listen to him today. Here's, here's 
so since this is apparently my last podcast, it's been great, guys. It's been a wonderful <laughs> one. This is this is what I think. At first, I was really mad because I thought like, oh my gosh, you know, because this was all all started by Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, just he's a crappy human being. Get out of here. And then Time Magazine or GQ said he's the man of the year and stuff like that. And I got all pissed and been out of shape of it. What really bothered me is there's a left tackle, number 78, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Villanueva. He is actually a veteran who laid his life down for us and then became a professional athlete and is an absolute terror on the field. And he is a, he is a good player. Boss. When this whole thing happened, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, said, we are actually all going to stay in the locker room. And he went out and he saluted the flag because he is a veteran and he laid his life out there for that and i thought man that is absolutely awesome it did not come across as offensive to me at all because he actually comes from a background of that so he took it from one battlefield to the next and then he came out the next week or a few days later and apologized that's what i had a problem with is because he laid his life down so he actually has something to salute Mm -hmm. now as it's developed and i've begun to read into it instead of just taking it at face value I understand where Kaepernick is coming from. I understand that there is violence directed towards the black community. Speak on it. Again, from the white community. As a white man, in the presence of four black men, I understand. I see that. And so I understand it better. And now I'm not so up in arms about it as I was before because I think, you know what? It makes sense. He took his platform that he was – he took his platform that – he stood at that not a lot of people have the luxury of having. He took that to get attention. Now I understand that kneeling gets attention, you know, to you know why you're kneeling. And some people kneel for different reasons, but it comes across as very disrespectful. I think the biggest problem that I have right now is that you are standing right next to the flag, next to veterans who have laid their life down for people to do anything that they want in this country, and it comes across as ungrateful. Now, I know you're kneeling for different reasons, and again, I get that. I understand that. But how it comes across, that's the problem that I have is that, you know, if you have a problem with still stand and respect to them, but maybe not put your hand over your heart or something like that. I don't know. That That's just my thought of it. So, again, I understand. And at first, I was like on the hard like, oh, my gosh, screw Colin Kaepernick. But now I'm a lot more calm, and I think, you know what? I understand where he's coming from because he, I believe he's, is he black or Samoan or he, he, he's a family. He, he comes from the, a color background. I hope that doesn't come across wrong or anything. I just, I don't know what nationality he is. So I understand it. And now my thought is that it, it's, it's beginning to, it hasn't ruined it, but it's beginning to ruin the sport that I absolutely love because that's my favorite sport. And then when I just see it becomes too political and sports centers talking about like, oh, is this a big problem or anything like that? I just I'm, get to the sports. Let me see the highlights. Let let me learn about this. So that's that's my thoughts on it. Well, so I just want to clarify this that uh, Colin Kaepernick is mixed. He's black and he's white. Black and white. Okay. And, and let me say this too. So with the protests, uh, it's supposed to make people feel uncomfortable, right? Always. Yeah, that's what a protest That's the is point for. of a protest. You're it's for somebody, to, exactly. but it also you're, you're, upsets somebody else. Exactly. Absolutely. You're like, trying to get attention. You're trying to bring awareness to an issue that's going on. And, and You think what Martin Luther King did was comfortable? No. Like, he risked his yeah. life out there for that. Exactly. So that's not comfortable at all. So, yeah. I mean, that's why it said, you know, as a white man, I can begin to understand it. Because if I'm coming from the position of just like, oh, well, just, you know, forget you. You just need to stand up. That's not 
th- that's not the right way to respond, and that doesn't bring unity at all. That only just begins to pull that tear further and further apart. Mm-hmm. I'm Definitely. sorry. All right, wait. Calvin. Uh, wait, what? Wait, Yikes. wait, wait. What? That that raises another question. Oh Lord, let's just be real. Hope I didn't do something. That raises another question. Hold hold on. We go hold we'll, it. We'll circle back to that because yeah. I wrote it down. Okay. Oh, I wrote it down. You wrote it down. We'll circle back to okay. it. We're gonna circle just back. To I appreciate that though. Okay, I was about to, like, I was about to ask, am I in trouble? Oh no no no, okay, not at all, no, not at all. No, I appreciate no, that perspective. No. Okay, good. No, good. It, this all right, is Calvin. What's up? This is people's perspective. Here we go, so ladies we're, and gentlemen. We're not going Ice to. Up. Let's do it. We're not going turn? to penalize you for your opinion. Or, or anything like that. And we'll I'm, only I'm temporarily suspend you. I'm talking to Austin. <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm, you asked yeah. if you was in trouble, so no, you're not in trouble. But we, if someone said, we'll let you know real quick <laughs> if someone said out of line. But Calvin, I'm unleashing you. This boy here. But, <laughs> 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 he, he, let me tell you, Calvin, Calvin changed his fanhood. He, I saw that on IG the other day. He changed his fan fanhood or fanship, whatever you, whatever you call it. And I know this is something that's kind of hit home with him. So I, I, we've been interested to see what he has to say. That boy been over here brewing well, he the whole quiet, time. Though. He ain't mm. never been this quiet. Oh, this is crazy. I it's know it. about to go down. So, Calvin, what's up, man? How you doing, everybody? <laughs> Coming this in. is Calvin J. He's Mr. Two Buttons. So How you first, doing, everybody? First, starting off, I want to say that I've grown Lord up God. a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. Hey, Dude, relax. To my dad. Chill out. Chill Grown out. up a lifelong Cowboys fan. Been there for the Super Bowls, the Quincy Carter terrible years, oh, the yeah. Drew Henson. I've been <laughs> there through the years. So you had, you had to witness that in person? To be a Cowboys fan. And I'm not from Dallas. I'm from East St. Louis, Illinois. So that's how strong my, my faith was mm. in the Cowboys. Mm. Was Just recently, two weeks ago, uh, due to the remarks of Jerry Jones, mm. um, Stephen Jones, and Dak Prescott, I have changed my fanship, like Mike mentioned, and I have taken my talents to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Take my talents. Preach, run. brother. Now, Preach. Thank you. I think. Thank you. I think. It's my team, by the way. The, the thing that we and granted we're in Dallas. I think the thing that we focused on were the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. But mm-hmm. I think this is a lot bigger issue. Oh, yes. And I want to touch on a, a couple different aspects of that issue. I hope you wrote it down. Come on. Um, I did. It's all mental. It's oh, all okay. mental. My man. We're not so, as prepared as you, Jacob. Facts. So we're going to start with Colin Kaepernick from the, from the first. My fat brother, brother of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, Colin Kaepernick started with this strike sitting down, if, if people can remember that, before the kneeling was a thing. He started sitting down. Hmm. It was brought to the attention that, you know, the whole disrespectful to the vets argument, da, da, da. So a lot of people forget that Colin Kaepernick actually met with a veteran behind closed doors, and they discussed the political climate of Hmm. Colin's position with police brutality to African-American men in society. From that conversation... That's where the kneeling came from, because it was to show protest and that he's not going to stand for the flag, but to also showing reverence and respect to the fallen troops that have died. So when people say that the kneeling is a sign of disrespect, it's funny because that, con- that kneeling came from a conversation with a seasoned veteran. Hmm. 
Hmm. And the kneeling isn't a universal sign of disrespect to a lot of veterans, i.e. black veterans, because there are black veterans that agree with Colin's stance because of what the meaning is. Hmm. And a lot Speak of people are like very uncomfortable like with Colin's hmm. standpoint, but there's never been a protest in America or in any country to where somebody is made to feel comfortable. You don't ask permission to do something you, like you, you just don't they didn't they didn't ask permission to throw all the tea off the boat for the boston tea party mm-hmm. they didn't ask permission for the american revolution there's never been permission asked to protest a wrongdoing to a race or to an ethnicity or to a certain demographic of people so to everybody that feels like the kneeling and the whole protest thing is disrespectful i could care less hey, to hey. people that feel like Let's see. To people who feel that it's not just or it's just a bunch of ungrateful athletes being disrespectful to the country, 100%, well, I'm not going to say 100, I'll say 98% of the athletes that do kneel are black. There have been some white athletes in the NFL that have kneeled. Whenever you can tell me that a white person is getting beat by a black police officer or a white person is getting pulled over by a black police officer because they are white, or being wrongfully killed because they are white, then you can tell me how a black person should protest in regards to that act. That's the first thing. The second thing is this whole protest anthem and rules, the NFL is pretty much just scared of Trump. Trump has created a Hmm. climate in this country to where it is racially motivated. Like everything that has happened from Charlottesville to even his campaign to anything has been racially motivated. So Trump plays and he's not dumb. Like people think that Trump is dumb. He's very, very smart and, and predicated in what he does. He's playing on his demographic. He knows that his demographic that supports him are conservative Southern white males yep. that have this sense of American pride. I consider a majority of the Trump supporters, quote unquote, American pride. I consider it Southern Confederate pride because I feel that make America great again is nothing more than the slogan for the South will rise. And that's exactly how I feel about it. And I feel that same energy has trickled over into the NFL, which you have probably 92, 95% black athletes in that league, but you have a hundred percent white ownership. And you have a president who is also white. Speak on it. And they're going to tell black players what they should do and how they should protest with social injustice being done against their sex and their race. Now, people say, well, the NBA stands. NBA does stand. Totally different. The NBA also gets to wear Mm T-shirts that stands Mm -hmm. for their cause. Mm -hmm. The NBA also, for Trayvon Martin, did hoodies that was just for their cause. Mm -hmm. The NBA also gets to speak tremendously much more for their cause than NFL players are allowed to do because their owners put a muzzle over what NFL players can and can't say. Exactly. I believe in the past five years, the only people in the NFL that have been outspoken about Black rights in America have been Michael Bennett, Colin Kaepernick, of course, Richard Sherman, 
and Malcolm Jenkins from Philadelphia Eagles. So it's, that's four people that I can name out of 32 teams, 56 players yeah, or so. That's, that's active, 56 active. Then you have 20 other players who aren't active. On the but, practice. But, but, again, everybody says that players can't speak up because if they speak up, they lose their livelihood and things like that, which I'm not going to ever Eric put Reed any – Eric Reed. Okay, Eric fine. Reed. I'm not going to put anybody's livelihood because sports is a way that a lot of those guys come from – a lot of those guys make a living for their home, and they don't have any – you got 22 – 23, 24-year-old cats coming out of college. They don't know anything else besides football. But I get that. But at the same time, at what point do you continue to allow money to muzzle your voice? Yeah. What, at what point do you continue to allow a dollar bill to be a curtain over what's going on <laughs> with people within your demographic? You, you're, talk making about it. Some, you're making some very valid points. Yeah, very. Some amazing points and i agree with you 100 percent. i definitely think the the actual well not think i know the actual cause for the kneeling was definitely lost in the fact that it was during the anthem but i, I don't think yeah. it was lost no. i don't think it was i think it was hijacked okay i think mm-hmm. it was purposely hijacked because i will say this tim tebow used to kneel nobody brings it up tim tebow kneeled during All the national the anthem I feel if if the national anthem protests, if we were kneeling for gay rights, if we were kneeling yes, for domestic violence yes, in sir. America, it'd be okay. If when Michael Vick got arrested for hmm. dog fighting, <laughs> if people kneeled for <laughs> animal brutality, it would be a totally different look. It would be something that was glorified on ESPN, CNN, because. Gay people deserve their rights. There should be no domestic violence in America. Animals need to be treated like human beings. But black people, <sighs> you guys are disrespectful to our country by kneeling Ooh, doing our. Boy, Calvin, going in, y'all. This is a message. Listen here, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> and hey. I do, I do not disagree with with anything you're saying, man. I think you are spot I'm glad on. Glad we held you quiet, boy. You we, said everything. Boy, I he to say. that boy been waiting, and man, I told listen, you I'm tough, spot on with tough. everything. But one thing you touched on was the aspect of them being muzzled because of their money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the question that I have for you gentlemen is would you allow that to put a muzzle on you? Hmm. And I have to be transparent and honest. I can't with 100% say that I would walk out on my job, take a knee, and risk my risk my livelihood. Okay. And honesty. That, I appreciate that's that. very honest. Yeah. That, I'm just being. That's For just real. me being honest. And I and I, a lot of people that I see s- social media posts and things like that. I don't feel like they would do it either. That's real. Mm-hmm. I feel that. You know what I'm saying. And that's just that's just me being being completely completely honest but let's say do i is there is there something that i could do that could affect change and i would search for different avenues to do so but to to be completely honest i don't know but that if my job was on the line and the way that i provide for my family that i could 100 percent say that i would do it and i'm gonna let y'all talk here's the question i have for you though go ahead what if mike 
the gent, the best, the best clothier, second best behind. <laughs> we have a lot of clothiers up Boy, here, but but Boy, but <laughs> the, the best the best clothier be in the in the nation. You none. you are you are the. The Louis Vuitton of clothiers. Mm. You are the like the upper echelon of clothiers, mm -hmm. right. and you have that platform. At that point in time, is yes, is is yes, is that take? Are are you really concerned? Because at that point, you're at that echelon, kind of like Colin Kaepernick. He knows that he's going to be good for Regardless. life. And he he still Back. risked that, and yeah. he's not. He's still not as well off as he was being in the league, but Definitely. he has that platform to where people Definitely. view him. He's he's been a he's been a Super Bowl quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's he's had this 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 record in the league. He's these this talent in the league, and he has that platform. Exactly. I feel like if you're asking the average Joe, and maybe no. Exactly. And so that's what I'm speaking to when I say I could kneel or be willing to sacrifice my job. I'm speaking as being me if you give me that platform i've made money i'm okay i can be fine with possibly not playing in the nfl again or working again i've made investments i have money of course so let me ask you another if question. i have that platform of course but on my everyday job right now with this where i'm at right now and i i, I, I I can't a hundred percent say that I can. What if your job, similar to the NFL, mm -hmm. you you were in a you you had a job to where they said, we we know this is going on. There was there was um, protests going on within your own company about the way that maybe your company treated African American employees or African American customers. Some of your coworkers were on their own protest. Your job didn't approve of it, but. The people that are protesting are protesting on behalf of those clients and those uh, employees that have been wrongfully did. Hey, Mike, don't say the wrong thing. When you put, <laughs> when you put it like that, yes, I could protest. And it's, it's the same situation, so if it's, It is. But, and so when I say, I say, so injustice for blacks by police, right? That's what the protest is about. I'm not necessarily going to walk out on my job for that. Well, I mean, nobody's walking out in the NFL. They yeah. still in they still there. But, uh, but they still going to be lined up on third and ten. Yeah, exactly. ain't going but nowhere. I, but, and, and so that's what I mean by when I say I could not. I don't know if I could necessarily like leave. Say like, okay, there was a thing set up right, and amongst black people, black Twitter. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you I know what I'm saying? Twitter. That's the thing. And they was like. Twitter, you gotta follow it. Like and they and they come and they say, "Hey, today we gonna like the NFL players. We want everybody to walk out on their job. You ain't gonna all, do it. All the black people. We want y'all to walk out on your job. Twitter? No, I'm saying say they say that. No, but like the the example he gave where it was on my job. Like so, it it hits me direct, and 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 injustice, of course, with police hits me too. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, like he's, it really, really Which hits one hit harder. Sits in my backyard. It, mm -hmm. Both of them hit harder because no, to, it has to be one or the other. No, no, no it can be both. No, both because it I don't because I could choose. be I no, I could be driving down the street and don't and I get pulled over and I don't know what's gonna happen. 
never that's know. a fear of mine. That's, that's, that's I, but 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 at the end of the day, you have hurtful. to choose. All right, let's 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 hold, take it. Hold here. on, real, real real quick. I just got to add something real quick. I've been wanting to add in. It it, it goes into what is at stake because. Keep in mind, definitely four four, four guys at this table are single. One guy is married and has two beautiful children. So what's at stake for him? Exactly, it's obviously it's much, different. much it's different more at stake than Me, us. Because yeah. if we get Dean, was like, all right, I can handle it. That's no big deal. But he's got a family to take care of. So that it doesn't mean that he's less of a man. He's got to think like, you know what? Even though I've got this, it's. Yeah. My family's going to be hurt. Exactly. Do, do I want to put them through that? And so I think true. that's what. what that's what play, exactly, and that's what plays a part in my decision. Absolutely, I, I, I agree. definitely, definitely say that that plays a huge and probably is the biggest the factor. Yeah. And the especially in, our, in, in our, my decision. In our and, last episode, you know, we talked about masculinity and making exactly. sure that your family is taken care of. Bring it and in, so Austin. That yeah. that that comes in, and you've got to think like, you know what. Is my family going to take care of, you know, are, are they going to be supportive or, it, you know, you know, are we going to, is this beneficial for all of us? So, I mean, you, you've, you've got to take into account, like, you know, is, is God most glorified in this? Is my family going to be taken care of? And plus, and this is a separate subject, but I just need to say this. You're, you're, you're a Christian man. Definitely. If God is glorified by that, by that I don't want to go too deep into that, but if God is glorified by that, because you are his son, you're already taken care of. So it doesn't matter what's going to happen after that. You know, in a I relationship, agree. it's for better, for worse, for sickness and health. I agree. And with your relationship with Christ, more than likely, the majority of it is going to be for worse and for even more terrible. Because mm-hmm. you follow him and you realize that there are going to be consequences to that. So if you standing up for your faith makes you and your family uncomfortable, it doesn't matter because you're already taken care of. Hmm. I like that. This this that's this strong. is what I'll that's say about let's, uh, let's, let's Let's bring it back. Um, I do want to hear that question you had to ask. Now I already told y'all I wrote this stuff down. <laughs> I told it's y'all I wrote this for you. I wrote two things down. down and two things only. But first, let's touch on the military with what Calvin was talking about. Okay, this is just my perspective. I'm about to offend somebody. I'm about to be the wild card, right? Oh, oh. The wild card. Oh. But listen, so but listen, wild card but listen I am the only male in my family to not join the military post high school. My dad was in the army. All of my uncles were in the army. Their dad was in the army. Their uncle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am the only male in my family not to go to the military. But how I see it, right? And shout out to all of the black veterans that have fought for our country. Shout out to all of the veterans, period, that have fought for our country. But I could not fight for a country that doesn't fight for me. Yep. Like I can I literally cannot lay my life on the line for a country that I believe doesn't give a damn about me. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I understand where you talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers coach and, you know, him taking the field and, you know, still uh, the left tackle. tackle. Le- okay. The left tackle. I still understand what you were talking about and him paying his respect. But me as a black man could not fight for this country respectably for a country that doesn't care about me. Yeah. That's what happened with a lot of wars. World War Two, Vietnam. Those black men came back from war to racism. Yeah. Like yeah. to literally a country that didn't care about them. Oh, you said I my just life, did all of this. I'm a I'm a right? kill you, put my life on the line out, and then I gotta come back down. to this stuff. Yeah. That don't even yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And and it could be a difference of like what he's standing for. Of like if no. he's standing No, hold on. 
he could, and, and I don't know this, but he could be staying for, you know what? I'm standing for my brothers who lost their lives. That's real. But That's he, real. But black men choose to kneel because, I mean, like you said, it's a country that doesn't support them. So both, if you think about it, whether you stand or kneel, both are understandable. Yeah. And I'm not trying yeah. to play no, that's real. advocate. But, I that's just real. but I, li- I like the word that you use, though. You said understandable. Yeah, it's understandable. But yes, sir. Kneeling isn't understandable yeah. because it hasn't been understandable since it's happened. Like, and that's why I say that the people always say the message behind the and behind the kneeling yep. got lost. The, the, the message never got lost. Like yeah. never to black people. The message never, never got lost. There. The message got hijacked by whites that don't want that message to be out there. They don't exactly. want black people to have a voice. They don't want black people to have We're a not stand even speaking for something. Because if if we ever if we ever voice our opinion about anything that's done, Ooh, speak on it's it. viewed as yep. us as complaining or being ungrateful or us pulling the the race card. Like I feel a lot of people think that racism stopped at slavery. A lot of people oh. think that racism slo- no. stopped in the sixties. I'm like you got to realize people were still getting hung in Mississippi in 1980. People were still getting lynched in the 90s in the South. Like mm. racism has never stopped. Yeah. And so for never. some reason, people yeah. feel that, oh, times are their times aren't how they were. Yeah, we're not on a field picking cotton and you can't burn down churches and you just can't walk up to a black person hanging it's, from the tree. But some people still feel it's like different. It. But it's different. It is still going on. It's just. Yeah. Swept under rug. Okay. And that's why I tried to say earlier that, you know, even though I didn't agree at first of what Colin Kaepernick Colin Kaepernick did, I understand it a little bit better because I don't want to be so close minded of just like, oh, you're you're a dick. I'm moving on. It's you know what? Why are you doing that? There's a reason behind it. I need to understand because if white to black, black to white, if we cannot find a happy medium, if we cannot mm-hmm. find a unity then that's where the problem is, is because we're not working on meeting each other halfway. So that's why I look at Colin Kaepernick and think, how can I understand that? How can I agree with that? I understand it a little bit better, and I'm getting there every single and, day. And I'll, and I'll say this, and I appreciate you like you know understanding it definitely because there aren't people that, that still don't understand it. And I'm ignorant but because I don't know the facts. At the, at the time that he did that, and I'm from East St. Louis, Illinois. St. Louis, Missouri is literally across the river. Ferguson, Missouri is pretty much within St. Louis. So I Definitely. grew up. Yes, I was I was still there. I wasn't in Dallas. I was still there when Ferguson was going on. Around the time that Collins started doing the kneeling, you had Trayvon Martin, you had Ferguson, you had Tamir Rice, you had all these killings going on. And from the outset of his protest, he made his protest very, very clear in what he was sitting down for initially. And then he went to a kneel after he met with a military veteran to change mm. his stance. He then reiterated, this is why I am kneeling. This is why I changed from sitting to kneeling. And somehow, people still don't understand or it's just now like, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe what he was doing was just... But he, he explained from the go why he was kneeling, but nobody... Nobody cared no about listened. that. No the, one listened. Okay. Let's, the let's, crazy thing, hold on. The crazy thing about that, too, was he had been... He had been so demonstrating before the 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 I think it was the third preseason game, right? So he was in uniform that preseason game and kneeled, and that's what everyone took notice. But those two games prior, he wasn't in uniform and he was still protesting. Hmm. Hmm. 
So that says something right so, there. Exactly. That so, says something right so there. So are you saying he exactly. wasn't he wasn't starting? He wasn't no. That's role? saying inside of this uniform and outside of this uniform. Yeah, I'm still the same you man. Do what but, I, you no, no, do I got what that. I it, yeah. Are you saying like the first two games he wasn't starting? He wasn't on the he wasn't. Playing no, he wasn't in uniform at all because he was was he in? I believe he was injured. Okay. Okay. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was injured, but he wasn't in uniform for whatever reason. And he was still protesting. He had started to protest those first two preseason games. And by the third preseason game, when yeah. he was in uniform, is when everyone started to take notice. Here, Makes sense. Here, Makes sense. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. This is the second thing that I wrote down. Second right? thing. So we've already talked about black people serving in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about financially what this means to the NFL. Financially. That's what we're talking about, right? Big hit. Right, Mike? Exactly. You were talking about I have a family to care for. Exactly. I have kids to care for. Mm-hmm. I can't just quit and leave my job, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's what you said. And I agree with that. I'm single. I'm 24 years old. I have no family. Most of my bills are paid. Not all of them. But most of my bills are paid. <laughs> most. Come on, scholarships. Right? Focus on that word. <laughs> most. Lottery. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily care about leaving my job. I can quit and leave because I'm the only person that I have to fend for. Period. There isn't anybody else relying on me. Here's my thing. I just moved to Dallas from Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. And this story about Mizzou, right? Mizzou in Missouri. The black athletes on the football team felt that there was racial inequality and bias with the university. They literally demanded to have the president fired for misconduct. They were not going to play. So, so here's what they did, right? Here's what the black athletes at Mizzou did. First, they said, we're going to sit in at lunches. Okay. You know, that's cool. That's what black people used to do during the civil rights movement. We're going to sit in. The second thing they did, they said, we're going to protest, right? So the black people on that protest camp, um, the black people on that campus protested, but protests don't do anything but raise awareness. In my opinion, they don't, they don't create actual change. So the black people on that campus got together and said, if the president doesn't resign, we're not going to play in the next game. Period. It was a united front. And guess what happened? Just just guess what happened. If if those black players in Mizzou decided not to play, the university would have lost millions and millions of dollars, right? So they all stood together, said we weren't going to play, and guess what happened? The president resigned. If you don't hit these, no disrespect to often, but if you don't hit the white people in their pockets, they're not going to care. If... One or two players kneeled during the national anthem. That's cool. But if all of the black players kneeled, we had a problem. You don't have a choice. Our money's being. You don't have a choice because now you can't play. Uh, And let me let me me touch on it. It just takes everybody being on the same page. Let me get to that. Let me. So one of the things too, right? Is so is the players have a problem. And this this is totally different, but the players have a problem with holdouts, right? When they're negotiating their labor, the union, right? And the NFL, it, this is no secret, is one of the weakest unions 
terrible. They have one of the weakest players associated. Have, have, player have the one of the most have one of the worst CBAs and ever. And of course they they gross the NFL is the highest paying league. They gross the most money, but they have more players, so the pay up the payout is cut up differently. But when it comes to holding out, those players have not been willing to hold out because they're ready to get their checks. And so while the point you make with the Missouri players, what they did is very valid, how do you combat that? Is that a mindset that those players have to have to have to get to or I don't think I don't think it goes on with players though. Because and me and you had this conversation, just like I'm glad he touched on the whole Mizzou aspect again. Being from East St. Louis, Mizzou is two hours away. So Mizzou and U of I are the home teams. And he's right. When you white people don't care about issues until you affect their money. Oh yes. When you look at the I NFL, I wish I could when, say that was false. When you look, when you look at, <laughs> when it's you true. look at, when it's you facts. when you look at the NFL last year and this whole anthem protest, the reason they passed that anthem policy is because white people stopped watching football and it affected their bottom line. Mm. You also had some black people that stopped watching because of the Colin Kaepernick, but. A majority of white people stopped watching because they did not yep. want to see kneeling happen every exactly. Sunday. It affected NFL bottom line. It affected Papa John's bottom line. Ooh. Now, oh, let's talk about that. Now, what Papa? Now, now, if you look at if you look at the if you look no at no longer part of it be, because that bottom line was affected. Pizza Hut. And President Trump Papa again Murphy's. got involved. Pizza, Pizza Hut. What? You see. You see anthem policy now. Granted, it is suspended because of the NFL Players Association. They're trying to go back and forth with them, mm -hmm. so the policy is suspended. But, and me and Mike touched on this: if if black people stop worshiping football as this almighty thing, mm -hmm. to where we can't stop watching football I on Sundays, had a favorite, uh, football team. To where we we have to watch football on Sundays. It's the Cowboys. To where to where we can't watch college football on Saturdays. If 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 the NFL yeah. actually passed a law restricting, well, a rule yeah. restricting yeah. them from protesting, and like, oh, our ratings are going down. We have money going down. Mm -hmm. I think black people neglect the impact of buying power, just like with Mizzou. You take away, you take away you take away the yep, black sir. athletes. You don't have a football team. You don't have a team. The Montgomery boys boycott. You oh take away God. you take away those people that have to use the busing system to go to work. Money gone. Which are pretty much ninety eight percent black mm -hmm. because white people at that time have cars and can <laughs> able to drive home. What happens? Oh, no. you can sit Change. anywhere you want to Change. on the bus now. That's what happens. But we as black people now don't. We're weak-minded. I'll say I'll, I'll just call it how it is. We are very weak-minded. Now, me personally, if the NFL, if this law does go through, that the players have to come out and, and they, they have, and they have to stand out, I was gonna ask and, or or if they get fined for staying in the locker room or they have to stay in the locker room, uh -huh. I will not watch the NFL. If they take their you protesting, if they take their protesting ability, and I've been on record saying this for months, if they take their protesting ability away from them. And when they initially did, at that time, yep. I was not watching NFL. Mm. But once they got in the mix of them and the Player Association, I'm saying, I'm going to let this see how this plays out. But if they strip their protesting ability from them, as well as keeping Ka Kaepernick out of the league, I will not be watching NFL this year. And I want to add let's, oh, oh, Sorry, real quick. Just let, let, let's be very honest. The NFL, like all the five guys at this table right now, it does not affect them di directly. 
Now, racially, it, it does affect, but let, let's go back even before the protest. How did it actually affect your life? It didn't. Let's be very honest. It, the it did. kneeling didn't? No, or? no, before that. Before that, just sports-wise. Police let's sport? just talk to, Oh, sports. No, let's just sports. Just football, just sports. NFL, like if a team won or if a team lost, how did that affect you? Oh, I'd be pissed off. I ain't other lost other, that changed my mood. That changed my mood. A loss okay. move. Like okay. Sun, Sunday. Monday was trash if we <laughs> so lost. I went to work extra pissed on Monday. Sun, okay. Sunday was football. But, Sunday. I mean, be, be, really, be really honest Sometimes here. I skip like, down on church. It doesn't, actually, it doesn't actually affect your life. Now, when they actually brought that in, that problem was already going on, and so it brought like another aspect into it where there wasn't actually a benefit. It was only adding gasoline to the fire. It was only making things worse, and so it was just a pure distraction. And so, in no way am I trying to take away from the fact that, like, oh my gosh, you know, there's there's all these different things. I mean, like I had alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. I understand it better. There is an aspect of where you know what black people are treated unfairly, and what the NFL is saying is that you know what. We are not going to acknowledge that. We are not going to say that, you know what, you, this, this is a problem and we need to be changed. It needs to be changed. It's only been changed, like, like you said, when the pocketbook has been affected. And unfortunately, if it comes to that point, then there's definitely a deeper issue. And we know that, I mean, money is the root of all evil, no matter what it is. The money is the root of all evil. And so it's very sad that it had to come down to money and not the fact that looking at your brother right next to you and saying, you know what? You are suffering and I need to help you get out of this. It's more of just like, you know what? You'll get out of it. Oh, it's affecting me and financially. Okay, I'll help you out now. That's where the freaking problem is. Definitely, definitely. And I definitely agree with that, man. It's it's a lot, man. And I knew this would be a long-winded, deep topic when we right, did right. it. Unfortunately, we got to get out of here, man. But and, and this might be something that we pick up again later for another episode and invite more people. Maybe we find some yeah. activists who are local and, and get their take on this. But we definitely have to wrap this up, fellas. Can uh, we have uh, some closing remarks it, for it has been Yes, uh, please. I got one more thing one to say. <laughs> just one Go last ahead. one. Go ahead. You got 20 seconds. Okay, real quick. So this, this is directed just to the white listeners out there. Be open. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Austin? Listen. Be open. Majority? Be open to listening that you may be wrong. Try to see it from a different perspective because Mm. I am the only white guy surrounded by four black guys, and they have done nothing but welcome me in. So you've got to be a part of the culture to understand it better. And so they are bringing me in to be able to understand. And so I don't want to just have this one focus and saying, you know what? Uh, It looks like this. No, it looks from a different perspective. There's always three sides of a story. And let me see the other two. Man, Definitely, definitely. And I think we're going to end it there, fellas. As always, man, we want to say shout out to Elevated Relief for allowing us to come invade their studio, studio, man. It has been a great uh, experience, guys. And y'all be sure to check us out. Appreciate you very much. Definitely. Be sure to check us out on SoundCloud. We'll also be on iTunes and uh, coming to you real soon on YouTube. But we're going to end this show how we started, man, with the toast. To uh, hopefully equality. Yeah. My glass yeah. is empty. Is that and, and justice for everybody, man. Justice for everybody. Justice. Everybody. Right. Salute. Shout out to y'all, man. Love y'all. Change. <laughs>